So this is a question from D.C. I don't know if that means from Washington, D.C. or from a devotee maybe called Dayal Chandra or Damodar Chaitanya or, but it's, or maybe it's Dennis Clapton. Or, could be anything. D.C. Anyway. With due humbleness, I would like to ask you about the bodily characteristics of a soul elevated to the Vaikuntha planets. Uh, well, we learn from Shastra the bodily characteristics of those who have human-like forms. They are four-handed forms, like those of Vishnu. And there are many other forms also. Bees, trees, cuckoos, So, yeah. These are for the human-like forms have four hands. Apparently sex... The the questioning goes on. Apparently sex pleasure is condemnable in the material world, but it is difficult to comprehend as to why sex is considered abominable, even in Vaikuntha, while Krishna is engaged in loving affairs with his consorts. It is understandable that out of pure love for God one may forget about personal enjoyment, but does this imply that a person loses his individuality when he goes to Vaikuntha? If this is so, then how can Mayavadi philosophy be distinguished from devotional service? No, a person doesn't lose his individuality when he goes to Vaikuntha. Rather, his real individuality is uncovered. The individuality we had in, have in this material world is a false manifestation. We, we, the bodies that we get are in accord with our material desires. The spiritual body is a manifestation of spiritual desire, the, the desire to serve Krishna. Now, in regard to uh, sex in Vaikuntha, Mm, here's a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, chapter 3, text, chap, sorry, canto 3, chapter 15, text 20. The inhabitants of Vaikuntha travel in their airplanes made of lapis lazuli, emerald and gold. Although crowded by their consorts who have large hips and beautiful smiling faces, they cannot be stimulated to passion by their mirth and beautiful charms. Hmm. Purport. In the material world, opulences are achieved by materialistic persons by dint of their labor. One cannot enjoy material prosperity unless he works very hard to achieve it. Of course, we find people who are born into rich families. They don't work hard to achieve it, it seems. They're born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But in a previous life, they must have done, they must have done something to achieve that position. It's not just some lottery that some people get lucky. Even those who get lottery, lucky in a lottery, that's also because of some pious activity that they did in a previous life mixed with impiety because you wouldn't engage in gambling if you were so pious. 
But the devotees of the Lord who are residents of Vaikuntha have the opportunity to enjoy a transcendental situation of jewels and emeralds. Ornaments made of gold bedecked with jewels are achieved not by working hard but by the benediction of the Lord. In other words, devotees in the Vaikuntha world or even in this material world cannot be poverty-stricken as is sometimes supposed. They have ample opulences for enjoyment but they need not labor to achieve them. It is also stated that in the Vaikuntha world the consorts of the residents are many, many times more beautiful than we can find in this material world, even in the higher planets. It is specifically mentioned here that a woman's large hips are very attractive and they stimulate man's passion. But the wonderful feature of Vaikuntha is that although the women have large hips and beautiful faces and are decorated with ornaments of emeralds and jewels, the men are so absorbed in Krishna consciousness that the beautiful bodies of the women cannot attract them. In other words, there is enjoyment of the association of the opposite sex, but there is no sexual relationship. The residents of Vaikuntha have a better standard of pleasure, so there is no sex pleasure. Now, this is very difficult for us to understand, as we are so much accustomed to thinking in terms of this material world. In Vaikuntha, everything is enjoyable and men and women enjoy each other's company, but the whole focus of life, the, the natural, unquestioned purpose of everything is to satisfy Krishna. So, the question of in, indulging in some kind of personal enjoyment separate from the service to Krishna and the pleasure of Krishna, it simply doesn't arise in the mind of residents of Vaikuntha. <clears throat> well, that's it pretty much in a nutshell. <laughs> It's not that sex is considered abominable in Vaikuntha. It's just, it's just not indulgent, that's all. Mm-hmm. We discussed this a f- two, three years ago here. There was some statement about that. Yeah, Madhva Vijay. The Lord sees the devotees enjoying themselves, being happy in Vaikuntha, and He's happy to see them happy. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be as focused as uh, Raja. It's very much focused on Krishna. One of the four kinds of Liberation available for Vaishnavas is living in the proximity of the Lord, Samipya, which suggests that some of them don't. They don't see him that much. The uh, doorkeepers, for instance, Jai Vijay and others, there are seven doors. Jai Vijay are the first entrance, and there are others also. So, Raja is much more intense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Another amazing thing in Vishnu Bhagavatamrita says that those who meditate upon Lord Nishimura, they get Swarupa of human body. Yeah, yeah, 
Brihad Bhagavatam says the bodily form. Those who meditate on Lord Nrsimha get a form like that. And uh, there are instances of that also. Uh, we see even on this plane, when Srila Prabhupada had Ramanuja Sampradaya pundits from Bangalore install Shishiradha Madan Mohan in the Iskon Temple in Hyderabad. The chief priest, he at one point during the ceremonies, he had Nrsimha Avish. He, he, he went like this, like as if he was Nrsimha. And uh, there are, I believe, two instances of that in the in the uh, in the Shankara Digvijay. You know, this, uh, you learn that when when no from a smarter Tamil family. You don't know the life of Shankara. Uh, what was that? Someone wanted to. Some low-class person asked Shankara if he could take his body and for human sacrifice. He'd, be, he'd get a very good human sacrifice out of such a, such a beautiful, well-formed body. And he gave the example of Dadichi, who that's described in the sixth canto of Bhagavatam and elsewhere, how Dadichi, uh, he was required to die. He was a rishi. Uh, this Vritrasura. He was causing anxiety to Indra, so Indra could only kill him with a weapon made from the bones of Dadichi. But Dadichi was alive. So the demigods asked Dadichi, uh, "Would you mind dying so that we can use your bones?" And he said, "Okay." So that example, and so, so Shankara said, "Okay, okay, then, all right, I'll die. I'm not the the uh, this low class person preaching. You see, you shouldn't be attached to your body. It's all temporary." Shankara said, "Okay." So this uh, Chandal, whatever it was, came to kill him, and then one of Shankara's disciples, Totaka, he took the. Uh, he chanted prayers to Lord Nishimhadev and he himself took the form of a lion and came and killed that person who wanted to kill Shankara. And this happened again. There's a similar thing. Well, not exactly. That's when Shankara was uh, debating with Mandana Mishra and he defeated him. And he said, okay, let's go, time to take sannyas, I defeated you. And then Mandana Mishra's wife, Bharati was her name. She said, well, you didn't debate with me yet. You have to debate with me also. So Shankar said, okay, so what subject? Uh, let's talk about sex, she said. Karma Shastra said, I don't know anything about that. I took sannyas at the age of eight. And I, I never, sannyasis, we don't study this. So, and well, if you want to defeat me, you want to discuss, I chose the subject. So Shankara, he, he said, okay, give me a little time. So Shankara went off and parked his body somewhere, and by astral travel, he entered the body of a king who had just died. 
And then in the body of a king, he enjoyed, or didn't enjoy, but he he experienced sexual pleasure. And learned all about Karma Shastra. And then he came back and debated with Bharati and defeated her also. Then he took sannyas, but she came along too, because she was also a big pundit and a big personality. She didn't stay very long. Anyway, uh, when his body was parked, just suspended, in the, he'd left his body in the jungle, then again some people wanted to come and take his body. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm conflating the two stories. Yeah, I, actually I think I am. It was the same. But I, maybe it's told differently in two different ways. There are two. So one is that someone came and asked him for the body and the other is that someone just wanted to take it for human sacrifice. And then at that time a lion jumped out of the jungle and killed the people who wanted to take his body. So, yeah, even in this life we see that uh, people, they can... And we see that with pure devotees also, that... Uh, they can become absorbed in the, in the form of the Lord. The gopis, they're not exactly humans, but they were absorbed in the pastimes of Krishna, so they, they acted as if they were Krishna. Uh, so like that, in acting, during acting, they, even in Western dramatics, dramaturgy, the actor to really act the job well has to forget who he is and become absorbed in the in the personality of the role that he's playing so that happens with actors also they they if they you have to be careful if you're acting the role of hiranyakashipu <laughs> not to become too absorbed in it <clears throat> but uh, yeah that's avish one becomes absorbed in uh, that's described about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One becomes absorbed in that person and it actually becomes, takes that form. That's described about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, what is that? Radha Bhava Bhishta Prabhu Hoilo She Murti. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became absorbed in the mood of Radha, took that very form. So, in the spiritual world, there may, there may be even uh, Nrushimha, devotees of Nrushimha, with this similar form. Okay, Hare Krishna. Anything else? No. Yeah? We discussed the first one. Two forms in the spiritual world. Yeah, in the in uh, in Krishna Leela and in Gaur Leela, that is the Narad Muni has many forms. He's wherever there is Vishnu, there's Narada, and he's also off here and there preaching. <laughs> so he expands himself. Uh, Krishna gives him that facility to expand himself into many forms to serve the Lord in his various forms also. As one example. There are other examples also, just like when Krishna has to marry 16,100 queens, 
they all have to be married at the same auspicious muhurta. So Krishna expands himself into 16,100 forms. But he requires his father and mother and everyone else to be present at every marriage. So they get expanded also. Adbhuta. Amazing. Hare Krishna. 